0: Hey, and welcome to the Finnovate Podcast. We're continuing our exploration of the Finnovate Spring Best of Show Winners. And joining me today, we have Tom Barron, Head of Partnerships at Nine Spokes. Tom, thanks so much for taking the time.
1: Of course. Thanks so much for having
0: me, Greg. So as you've heard me say, over the last couple of weeks, you can find all of the videos from Finnovate Spring at finnovate.com videos. I would encourage you to check out the entire Nine Spokes demo, and you can see what resonated with that technology with our audience there in San Francisco. But Tom, for people who haven't seen that video yet, let's start by just giving us a quick overview of what Nine Spokes is all about.
1: Yeah, I'll give you the elevator pitch. So... Um, Nine Spokes essentially is a fintech, and we provide a financial um, management platform that can embed directly into the digital business banking channels of a financial institution. So, think any type of channel. So that's mobile, desktop, um, anything that's not in person.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really cool technology, and I think the the demo itself clearly again resonated with our audience. Yeah, um, it was and, awesome. and let's. Uh, let's talk about kind of the 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 way you're pointing the technology. And you know, we've been hearing about open banking and data sharing for a long time, but it's almost been exclusively around you know, personal consumer banking. You were talking about pointing this technology towards small businesses. Can you give us just some examples or some ideas about the opportunities that open data and open banking can bring to that small business community?
1: Yeah, of course. Um I think when it comes to open banking and open data, we have definitely seen it kind of trickling into consumer, which is great. I think when it comes to a business, there are so many facets to a business that you have to understand. And sometimes because of the way that applications and you run your business works, the bank or the financial institution can't see all of that. They can't see that 360 view. And so... When, when you ask me that question, immediately what comes to mind is the idea of personalization. We know that every business is so beautifully different, but how can we personalize products, experiences for that business, knowing this type of information? So if we had a different level of information through the power of open banking, through the power of open data, um, we would be able to provide them with um, products, with um, services, Um, with um, a different level of credit or loan offerings specifically based on, I mean, the power of open data now. I mean, you can get even industry level, you can get business level, maybe even location level type of data for them that you can then help service them the best way possible. And I I I geek out over it because I just think it's so cool the amount of data that you could if you had access to in a, in a positive way, how you can really benefit and, and properly service the business. Um, and it's all just a couple clicks away. I know that sounds so trite, but it, it really is true. Um, yeah. so for me, I would say the biggest thing would be personalization for, for all of these businesses and to provide them with what they need.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you're saying that, I'm struck by the fact that we might need a new word here. It's not even personalization. What is it? businessization Like somebody can <laughs> hopefully do better than that. But I mean, for now, we'll just call it business. <laughs> no, I love that. No, that's we, good. Uh, until somebody, I'm sure the marketing crews hearing Biz- this are already working on oh, what. God. What can we call it? Um,
1: I'm well, like let's not the about... tongue twister guy, so I'm going <laughs> to let you talk about it and say that word. Okay. B- business, <laughs> businessization. Yeah, I say be b be. be um, BFM versus PFM, right? So business uh, financial management, but I'm going to let you say that word.
0: (laughs) All right, fair enough. I'll I'll do my best to avoid tripping over it as we go through the rest of the interviews. Yeah, exactly. um, Well, now let's talk about this because obviously the fact that there's not even a word for it, right? There's not even something that people, people haven't looked a ton at this. Um, you know what? What do you think explains that? Why is this an area that that people have been maybe hesitant to engage? Or, or maybe another way to ask this is: what challenges exist when it comes to building a BFM style solution um, that, that maybe doesn't exist in that more personal consumer world?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, first off, the, immediately I just think of um, the 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 barrier of risk is lower with the consumer, right? I mean. There's 330 million of us in this country. I'd say what two thirds of us are bankable, so to speak. So you have 200 million people who you can you can service, or you could uh, you know service probably the best word. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to a business, there's tax ramifications. There are different levels of a business, and we know that there are different levels to a consumer, right? There's going to be a consumer that comes out of college that might have different needs from a consumer that you know, is, you know, a millionaire or a billionaire, right? We mm-hmm. we know that and we're all beautifully different in between there. But I think that for businesses, it's an area where immediately you think of, should I be helping a business because of all of, of the tax um, ramifications, the ability to have to provide this information and this data for them? Um, I'm sure there's a level of risk that provides apprehension. But and I know I I'm sure others have gone spoken about it on your podcast, but I just feel like after COVID, you really had that aha of this is the backbone of our, of our economy, this industry, these businesses, and w- whether it's them or us, we're or because of the circumstances surrounding us, which is COVID, we're not helping them, and we need to help them, right? And yeah. so I think we need to start tearing down that that facade of. Uh, it's business. We really have to stay away from that. That's a different level of interaction and 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 data management. Whether it's consumer or whether it's business, we have to help. We have to help these individuals or we have to help these individual businesses to to thrive and grow. Because we, as a country and economy, we we grow, right? I mean, that's just yeah. kind of basic. My basic economics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> understanding, but. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, it's it's really interesting point. And you're right, it has come up on the podcast before, the idea that all of a sudden this massively important segment of our economy could have disappeared. And I think a lot of people hadn't really spent much time thinking about what might happen if that does happen, what the potential ripple effects could be. And all of a sudden we had this moment where we're all sort of forced to confront that reality and thinking what what does actually happen if all of these businesses go under, if all these people who are employed no longer have jobs. And, and clearly it was a massive potential problem. So do you think that it's more about you know, the, we, we now are maybe more aware of the potential benefits of engaging with the small business space, We we, we sort of understand the stakes a little bit more, or is is it that the risk associated with engaging with them is coming down? Or maybe it's both.
1: Yeah, or or maybe there there was just more apprehension from a B2B perspective to, to have something like open banking and open data. I mean, initially, when you would think about open banking, like if I was a financial institution, the biggest thing with open banking is that, you know, the ability to trade and move money. What you don't want, which I wouldn't want either, is I don't want anything moving out. I want all of it moving in, right? Yeah. But if you just think about it from a non-capitalistic ver- uh, like scenario, I think that w- the biggest thing that happened, at least that was illuminating to me, was PPP, right? It was the uh, ability of finance. That's that's yeah. what it comes down to. It's cash flow. It's how much money do I have and how much money will I have in six nine 12 months or if i wanted to do something with my business how much money do i have or do i need those are like the basic concepts and anytime we do user testing we're so blessed we have about thirty thousand users that we can user test with from our own earlier models that that were direct and any user tester will will tell you any end user is just like i don't mind sharing this data with you as long as you can help me but yeah. if it's just going to impede on me to do extra work, I don't want to do it. And like, how fair is that? Like we as yeah. consumers would say the same, right? If Facebook is and, and Instagram make you do something, you wouldn't go on, right? It's the the ability that I, I can just go on and, and, and it's, it's, some of it's served up for me, right? Some of those experiences are served up for me. And I think that we never thought about the experience part. For the small business customer right the consumer is so close to the social media part of digital of digitalization that i think you you almost think consumer needs the same type of experience and businesses don't when it's like there's just a human on the other end he or she is still trying to fund their business they need those same same experiences and could open data and open banking help bring in data for them and enrich their lives from a business perspective and then and vice versa to the financial institution.
0: Yeah, well, I want to come back and talk about the businesses themselves and how they're engaging. But first, I want to jump into this financial institution side and talk about the response and the feedback that you got on site at Finnovate Spring. Obviously, the audience really enjoyed your demo, but I'm sure you had some interesting conversations at the booth um, where people were coming up and talking and asking questions. What mm-hmm. types of things uh, were you hearing from the attendees who came by? I mean, obviously, uh, presumably some of them were interested, but were there concerns or questions that people were asking that uh, mm-hmm. you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I think whenever you are whenever you're in the business of data, security always comes up. I sure. appreciate it so much. We are ISO certified from a nine-spokes perspective, so we're one of the highest levels, if not the highest level of data security. Um, wh- first of all, what I found interesting, it's kind of a funny anecdote, but um, anyway, what I loved about Finnovate was after after the stage, you 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 create a great platform for us to be able to interact with attendees who attended the sessions so they could ask questions, interact with us, get further demos. Well, Greg, what, what came up, which is so funny, and I guess kind of a segue from what I was just speaking about, about the seg- the underserved segment, was that some users, uh, and I'm not knocking it, but some users would come over and they would say, yeah, I'm so interested in this. This is really cool software. Could we? Could this translate to consumer? Or, hey, this software is really cool. Could it go upstream? Could I do it for treasury? And in my head, I'm like, we could analyze that, but... You know, I definitely want to help the small business, right? That's our passion, right? We want to help them. But Greg, I just found it so interesting <laughs> that it immediately, even now, three years later, we still innately go go the other ways, right? We don't yeah. always just think it this is this is why we're underserved, right? Because we tend to think, could this work for consumer, but
0: yeah,
1: it's the small businesses that still need it. It just I found it so funny. I was like, yeah, we could talk about it. It's <laughs> yeah. not something we, we might be interested in, but I mean, the software, I could see how you would think that. but no, it's it, so it's, I think,
0: uh, and, and it speaks to kind of a, a common problem in the fintech space and the digital adoption space, which is you have the technology that is there, uh, but you need to change the way people think about it, right? Right. Um, and, and so, you know, I think this is that education side of it, where you say, here's a tool that helps out this group of people. And the fact that people are coming up and saying, well, could it help these other groups? Like, well, yeah, but these this is the group that needs the help. Like, these are the people that were really, uh, that we just exposed this potential massive risk. So please focus on them for at least a little little bit um right. obviously again good good for the technology that they liked it and that it could be deployed elsewhere yeah. so um but i think that is something that need, there needs to be a little bit of re-education and so i would challenge any yeah. bankers who are listening to this podcast to think about the small business community in particular and really think am i doing enough for them obviously there's a lot of opportunity for the banks who are doing well at engaging with that community there's a lot at stake um so you know don't don't lose sight of it maybe is the uh yeah is the lesson
1: But it was good. Yeah, Um, it was good. But uh, definitely, you know, happy to be there and talk to talk to everyone. Any thought is any feedback is interesting feedback, I think, especially for us.
0: No, totally. 100%. So now let's come back to the small business side of it, because you're out there, you're in the market, you're engaging with these small businesses. And there's a couple different questions I have, you know, first off is, you know, what's the response been like from that community? But but I think maybe more relevant is, We we noticed that when it came time for PFM-style technology, there were a group of people who were really engaged, who wanted to come in, they wanted to check every day, and they were living in their bank apps. But there's also a massive part of the population who just kind of said, you know, I'm not engaging, I'm not doing this. And it's been a struggle, I think, for a lot of the fintechs and the FIs that they support to engage and, and get the adoption that they want. What are you seeing from the small business community on that adoption side when it comes to mm-hmm. you know, them actually coming in and engaging with the platform and using it in a way that you hope that they will?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, what I love about that question is that, like, I can genuinely say it is because of the end user, the small business customers that have been on the platform, you know, obviously in the various white label solutions that we offer through through our bank partners, seeing that audience over time has helped us innovate. We have seen, because our our business model was, we actually just had um, the ability to have a front end and connect a a bunch of third-party applications at first. And there was a level of engagement that we analyzed with our bank partners. But it really wasn't until we brought on banking, the ability to see different metrics from credit, debit, or merchant data um, from the bank and visualize that for our bank partners, or the biggest thing was cash flow. And mm. once we introduced that, that absolutely changed not only the game for us, but changed the engagement rates even for our bank partners. We, there, there was a couple of bank partners that even said to us, you know, we, we have a certain amount of time that we know that our users are spending on accounts overview page or on our bank portal. Um, and then we were comparing it to ours. You know, we, we host for them. So we're, you know, we're sharing those data metrics and it was becoming three times as much time. So the whole the whole purpose of the platform was we were introducing all these features to give time back to the small business customer, right? And in user testing, that's like I want time back, you know? And I'm like, okay, we hear you. Let's get your time back, right? Let's get it all so it's all in a couple of clicks, you can do everything. And what's funny is that what I was telling the bank partners, I'm like, it's kind of funny because then users want the time back. But if you give them more services or features, they will give they will give that time back to you. And that's what I found so interesting. So now they're spending more time on the platform using cash flow um interacting with the tool sometimes it's even a lot of manual interaction so they're putting in their own projections they're starting to size their own business and to see that i think is so exciting a for us yeah. obviously because we built it but i think for our bank partners right we want to provide um success for, for them right that's the whole the whole way that that the partnership works But I think the idea of time, giving it back to them, and then they'll give it back to us if we provide the features that a user wants. And this is all in the bank portal, as you said in your question. It's like, they're not coming off. They're still in, right? They're still in the bank portal. And I think that that's so telling for um, when you build features and you build them through through the innovations of the audience, rather than, you know theorizing or some some other way to innovate, we have found success from innovating with with the audience.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's really crucial. And I think it comes back to this thing which uh, a lot of people have sort of hypothesized over the years, which is that if you are able to give some of these communities who need a little bit of extra help, and I think small businesses fall into that category of needing a little bit of extra help. Of course. If you're able to give them that help, they're able to then go and do more. They're clearly growing, they're learning, they're engaging with the platform. And the idea that you've you know created a platform that can automate a lot of things, but people are still finding value and coming back in. And let me engage manually. Let me see you know if I play. A Around with this, I'm not. I'm never going to be a CEO or a CFO as a small business owner, but I can start to understand how some of the decisions I make will impact my cash flow. How right. I can use some of those uh, loan products that are being offered to me to my advantage. And I think the more people play with this kind of tool, the more savvy they ultimately become. Which, of course, is is hugely important for their survival. But obviously, for the banks that support them, there's a massive opportunity there as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, We're almost yeah. out of time, but I want to yeah. end by zooming way out. Let's come back up to this big picture and talk about the future of American small businesses. You know, we at multiple points here talked yeah. about this is an area yeah. that needs support. Um, there's a lot at stake here. What do you think the future holds for this community? I mean, are we maybe past the danger zone now, or is this something which we still need to be concerned about? You know, in five or ten years, what could the future mm-hmm. hold for small businesses and, and a very macro level?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. A lot of the conversations that I have either with current bank partners or potential new ones or just exploratory chats in the fintech world in general, what I'm learning is that COVID definitely unearthed what was essentially a powder keg. And now we have the knowledge that, it's, that there's an issue and we need to support the small business consumer, right? I think from there, it's about working with the financial institutions to make sure you put it on your initiatives to make sure it's, I think it's one thing to be aware of the issue. It's another thing to actually act. And so what I really highly recommend, um, you know, is to just think about it, even from, not even just the big players, but from the, the, the amazing community that is community banking and credit unions, which 100% fairly bank, um, the small business customer and probably have a level of 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 different touch point and, and maybe even it you know um knowledge of them as well um i think that you have to get it on your radar build budgets build initiatives to 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 build this, these services. And what I would say, I've said it before, you know, sometimes when people ask this, which is don't be afraid to work with, with vendors like, like us, like nine spokes, like fintechs are, are, are definitely good. We sometimes are even okay and happy to work together. If we can provide a, a cohesive solution and provide that best solution for you and for your customers, we will. Um, but I think it's not about being on the radar anymore, Greg, because I feel like definitely, i think covid painfully yeah. unfor- unfortunately um has um illuminated that or highlighted that but now it's now you got to put action to it you know financial yeah. institutions you have to budget for it put it on your initiative plan and don't wait four or five years because especially the gen zers or the millennials of the small business community they will not wait right we know that just <laughs> from research on yeah. the, on those coh- cohorts. They won't wait technologically. We have to provide that that for them.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, clearly I think, you know, it's, it's an area that we need to continue to focus on. Um, again, I would encourage anybody listening to this to go and take a look at the full demo, look at the technology itself. Uh, the company is called Nine Spokes. I've been talking with Tom Barron. We're going to wrap it up here, but Tom, thanks again for taking the time. And I look forward to seeing what continues to roll out of the shop.
1: Awesome. Thanks, man. So good talking to you. Thank you for having us. Um, Finnovate's been great. So really appreciate the time with you. Excellent. My pleasure.